Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome back. It's wonderful to be with you this Sunday. This morning, we're continuing uh, our journey through uh, the Gospel of John, where we're looking at the seven different occasions where Jesus said, I am. Uh, John's Gospel is slightly different to the other Gospels that we read uh, in the Scriptures. It, it still tells us the kind of biographical uh, account of Jesus's life, but he just does it in a unique way. John takes these seven statements that, that Jesus makes, I am, and, and then he takes seven signs or, or seven miracles that reinforce each statement that Jesus made. And so on each occasion, when we, when we see the statement and we see the sign, it reveals to us again, who Jesus really is. And, and so over and over again, we see Jesus do this. You know, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And then the sign that accompanied that was him going and healing a man who was born blind. He brought light into blind eyes. Or Jesus says, I am the bread of life. And then he feeds 5,000 hungry people uh, with a small boy's packed lunch. When we get to the end of John's gospel, it, it, it says this. Let me read it to you. It says, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written. In other words, these these signs and these statements that I've put in this letter to you, this book to you, uh, they are there so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. You see, John, uh, John's goal in writing these seven, these seven statements and these seven signs that accompany each one of them is that through them, that you and I would experience the life that is available to us. Uh, in Jesus. And so today we're looking at a new I am statement and a new miracle that is attached to it. So if you've got a Bible, why don't you turn with me to John chapter 5. So we're going to be in John 5 and I'm just going to be reading from verse 1. It says, Sometimes, sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate, a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him laying there and learned that he had been there in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. Whilst I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and he walked. 
And so we see this uh, amazing miracle take place. But there is this slightly awkward moment where Jesus asks this man, do you want to be well? And on the surface, it seems like a, an odd question for Jesus to ask. I mean, this man is has been paralysed for 38 years. He's lying next to a pool which is known for its healing properties. And, and Jesus comes along and he asks what sounds like a really dumb question. Do you want to get well? And on one level, we could think that Jesus is just being insensitive. Maybe he's feeling slightly less pastoral today than he has on other occasions. Or maybe something else is happening underneath that actually is quite profound. Do you want to get well? That's a really interesting question uh, for Jesus to ask. And the truth is, whenever we're in pain, be it physical pain or emotional pain or or spiritual pain, whenever we are in pain, we have a tendency to compensate. You know, all of us over time have a tendency to compensate for our pain. So, for example, imagine you you damage your ankle. What do you do? You you limp. Uh, you try and take the weight off the ankle that hurts. You you compensate. Or what about if you're facing a emotional pain? You feel low. What do you do? Maybe you withdraw, you isolate yourself because the pain of being around others makes things feel worse. Or maybe you have a headache or a migraine. What do you do then? Maybe you withdraw to a darkened room. You withdraw and your body is begins to compensate. See, this is what happens when we're sick, when we're living with pain. Our body begins to compensate. And when we live with sickness and pain for a long time, it has an effect on us. Maybe it has an effect on how we walk or our posture or or how we emotionally or spiritually engage. And unfortunately, the, the, the way that we compensate can become part of, of who we are. And, and in our brokenness, and uh, we begin to self-identify. We, we say things like, it's just who I am, or... It's just my cross to bear or this is what it means for me right now. This is what life means for me right now or I've always been this way. But the truth is you haven't always been this way. But when we are in pain, we begin to place our identity in the wrong place. We we fail to imagine life without it. We fail to imagine life without pain or without sickness. And so when Jesus says, do you want to get well? I think he's asking this man, are you ready to be free from your pain? Or have you befriended your pain so much that it has somehow become part 
of your identity. There's a story of an amazing doctor by the name of Paul Brand who devoted his life and expertise to caring for those with leprosy. He, he moved to India and he served those battling with this, this horrible disease. And he had a, a number of incredible uh, breakthroughs. He, he realised the reason that a lot of people with leprosy go blind is, is because the muscles in their eyelids stop working. And so they're unable to blink. And because of the, the lack of moisture, uh, their eyes dry out and blindness sets in. And so he found by taking muscles from different parts of the body and attaching them to the eye and then connecting nerves in the arms. Um, so, th so that, so that when, uh, those with leprosy move their arms or their hands, they, they would blink. And so their, their eyes would have that moisture uh, and they, they would keep their sight for longer. And many years ago, this doctor, he wrote an article called The Gift of Pain. Now, we don't often think of pain as a gift, uh, but he learned that through working with those with leprosy, that pain was a gift. And we need, all need to experience pain in our lives. Last weekend, the sun was out and like many of you, we had a barbecue and I wasn't sure that the barbecue was actually that hot. So for some reason, I decided uh, to touch it with my fingers. It was hot and it was painful and uh, it didn't take long for my brain to feel or to let me feel that pain. It was like a nanosecond. And in that time, I was able to move my my hand away. And, and, and the truth is, if if I didn't feel pain, I wouldn't have moved my hand. Now, the interesting thing about someone with leprosy is they can't feel pain. So if they were to put their hand on a red hot barbecue, they wouldn't feel anything and they would just leave their hand there. If they had shoes that didn't fit properly and they rubbed and, and maybe uh, formed huge blisters, they, they wouldn't feel it. If they injured their ankle, uh, they wouldn't necessarily limp and compensate, but instead they would just get worse and worse until their body would be uh, completely degenerated. And what Dr. Brand realised was the tragedy of leprosy is that they can't feel pain, yet pain is critical for life. He said that pain is kind of like an alarm bell. It starts ringing and when we hear it ring, we have to do something about it. We hear the alarm bell and we move our hand away from the heat. And you see, the tragedy is many of us have learned to hit snooze on the alarm. And we hit snooze thinking that, that somehow that's the best strategy when it comes to numbing our pain. And so in a season like this one, 
in a season that we're that we're living through right now it's easy just to keep hitting the snooze button on the alarm clock and you know we can do that in lots of different ways can't we we can we can try and compensate and numb our pain in lots of different ways maybe some of us you know we we have that sense of emotional pain and so we think okay time for one more netflix box set or maybe some of us feel a sense of anxiety in this moment and so we think oh just let me treat myself to a tub of ice cream in the freezer and so we spend our time finding ways to hit the snooze button i think now like never before all of us are in danger of doing that with our pain you see when when the alarm starts ringing we've really only got one of two options we we either listen to the alarm and act or we try and ignore it and we think by ignoring it by by burying it somehow uh, somehow we get rid of our pain but all we're really doing is is pushing it down and when we push things down that uh, they begin to fester and all, although we think we're containing them eventually they just bleed out you know you might be experiencing pain in this season and the question is what are you going to do with your pain are you going to just keep living with it allowing it uh, to form your identity? Are you going to keep hitting that snooze button uh, when the, the pain bell rings? Are you going to just ignore it, press it down, hide it away? Or are you willing for Jesus to take your pain and actually do something with it in this season? I once heard someone say that Jesus takes the, the crap of our lives and he uses it for manure. You know, Jesus uh, takes the greatest pain of our lives and he turns it into something beautiful. That's the gospel, isn't it? That's, that's the good news. And in the midst of a, a season like this that has the ability to uproot all kinds of things in us, so many different emotions and concerns, so many different feelings, and, and maybe some of us feel insecure, maybe some of us carry a sense of uncertainty. And in the midst of a season like this, the question is, do we want to get well? This is what Jesus is asking this paralyzed man. And I think he would ask us the same. Do you want to get well? You see, I'm not sure Jesus is going to impose healing upon any of us. His question is, do you want to get well? And that question is the same for all of us today. Wherever we are hurting wherever we feel brokenness, wherever we're experiencing pain, where, wherever the alarm bells are ringing in our lives, wherever they are, Jesus is asking, do you want to get well? Now this pool that this man was trying to get into 
what would happen is 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 the water in the pool would be stirred from time to time and the belief was that the that the first person to get into the water once it had been stirred would experience healing so everyone in Jerusalem would have known about the sheep gate and this gate where those who were sick those who were in pain uh, would wait and, and and once the water had been stirred all all they all those that were sick and in pain would rush through the gate to get into the pool and so with that imagery in our minds let's let's hear the words of Jesus in John chapter 10 and verse 9 John 10 and verse 9 Jesus says this he says i am the gate whoever enters through me will be saved you know the greek word for saved or salvation is sozo and it's such a it's such a broad term it can include you know being forgiven and healed from sin it can be you know it can include that sense of reconciliation to god but it also includes the notion of physical healing what we are reading about in john chapter 5 it includes this idea of emotional healing or spiritual healing or or liberation from demonic oppression it's this 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 word for salvation sozo is a broad term and it, it kind of encompasses all that salvation fully means and jesus says i am the gate whoever enters through me will be saved they will come in and go out and find pasture the thief comes only to steal kill and destroy i have come that you may have life and have it to the full and so my question for you all this morning in the midst of these strange and difficult times is what are we going to do with our pain what is it we're going to turn to you know when the alarm bell rings are we just going to keep hitting snooze you know the thief in this passage the devil i think one of the ways that he comes to destroy our lives is that he just whispers to us he whispers in our ear and he says just hit the snooze button just hit the snooze button forget the alarm you can medicate your own pain you'll be okay but where is the alarm ringing in your life right now and how are you going to take the gift of pain and bring it to Jesus. Jesus, the one who says, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. Why don't we pray? Holy Spirit, I just I just invite you to come right now, Lord. Lord, as we as we sit or stand in our various living rooms, 
Holy Spirit, I just welcome your presence right now. We just say, come, Holy Spirit, come and be upon each one of us right now. We just invite your presence to come. And Lord, as we face the realities of all that's going on around us, as we face the realities of our pain, as we face the reality of some of the the wounds and brokenness that we carry in this season, Lord, I, I pray that we wouldn't be people who who try and ignore our pain, Lord, that we wouldn't push it to one side, we wouldn't hit snooze on the alarm clock, Lord. But actually, we would hear your invitation. We would hear the question that you asked, do you want to be well? And we would say, yes, Lord, we want to be well. We want to we want to take this gift of pain and we want to give it to you, Lord. And we invite you to come and bring your life and freedom and salvation in the midst of our pain. And so, Lord Jesus, wherever we are right now, I just pray you would meet with us. Meet us in our, in our point of distress, our point of pain. And Lord, come and bring your life, that you're the one who brings life and life in all its fullness. And so have your way amongst us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name.